Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. In this episode, we take a look at how habits are formed. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change, big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big changes where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about how habits are formed. Now, on this show, we've talked about habits at length, and for good reason. Habits are a critical piece of creating consistent change over a long period of time. So, we have definitely dove into this topic a few times, but I thought. Even if this ends up being a refresher for you, I think it's important that we have that refresher. And if you're new to the show, this might be your first time sort of going through this process. So this should be a super good episode. Now, these days, it can be hard to find the time to sit down and learn more. It's not easy when social media is designed to be addictive and time consuming, not to mention having access to any show or movie at your fingertips. You may think you don't have the time to develop yourself, but there is an app that I highly recommend that I think can help. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is for anyone who cares about learning but doesn't have a lot of time. Blinkist takes the key ideas and insights from over 4,000 nonfiction bestsellers in more than 27 categories and gathers them together in 15-minute text and audio explainers that help you understand more about the core ideas. Use the Blinks to get into a topic quickly, find new topics to grow from, or figure out which books you want to spend more time on. What's more, they've now teamed up with popular podcast creators to blink those for you too, so you can get to the heart of a podcast episode fast. I use Blinkist because I consume a lot of information, and quite honestly, it can feel impossible for me to get through everything. Blinkist makes it easy for me to get straight to the juicy stuff and get what I need. And right now, Blinkist has a special offer just for this audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off of a Blinkist premium membership. Two books I'd recommend checking out once you join is Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker and Start With Why by Simon Sinek. So head over to Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial. Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps. Now, as I was saying earlier, I've mentioned on this podcast a number of times that the secret to moving forward is taking consistent action over long periods of time. I've also spent an enormous amount of time talking about how taking advantage of the habit system can make it significantly easier to do that. The process for change becomes really simple when we break it down into these two things. One, you identify the change you want to create. Two, you figure out the key behavior that will drive it. Three, you turn that behavior into a habit. And four, over time, the change occurs. 
It's basic, straightforward, and makes sense. But obviously, simple and basic aren't quite enough to create change. Now, I'm not some genius who invented this formula. Most of us would land on the same conclusion if we stopped and thought about the requirements. But yet, change is still elusive. We all have access to this information, yet we still don't change. So, I thought one way to help solve that problem might be to shed some more light on the actual process of habit building. How do habits form? What's going on in the brain that creates that automatic response? And how can we use this process to our advantage? I'll be covering each of these questions in today's episode. So you may already know this, but let's quickly cover what exactly a habit is. According to Oxford, a habit is defined as a settled or regular According to the Oxford Dictionary, a habit is defined as a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. In other words, there are things you regularly lean towards doing when faced with a similar situation. This could be something good for you, like brushing your teeth, or it could be something detrimental, like responding negatively to anxiety. This is an important point. From the brain's point of view, there's no difference between a good habit and a bad habit. There are just tendencies in our behavior that get reinforced. So how do habits form exactly? Well, in a response on the website 1440.org, Dr. Judson Brewer said this about habits, quote, in brain speak, the habit loop needs a trigger, a behavior, and a reward, end quote. So there needs to be something that starts the habit loop. This could be a number of things, from the time of day to a particular sound to seeing something specific. When it hits 9 p.m. and you head into the bathroom to brush your teeth, when you pass a certain street on your drive to work, all of these are triggers that can be used as the starting gun for your habits. Then it needs the actual behavior. This is the specific thing you tend to do after that trigger. And then finally, it needs a reward. This again can be anything. Your rewards don't need to be huge. After all, you aren't getting a paycheck every time you floss. You aren't getting a promotion at work when you wash your lunch dishes. Rewards don't have to be massive, but there does need to be some part of you that views it as a reward. The reward could be as simple as the good feeling you get from having done it, the sense of accomplishment, the sense of progress. These can be rewards or rewards can be cash. I recently did a meditation challenge over on Instagram for listeners of this podcast, and I gave away $600. During that month, at least 10 new people built a habit of meditation. Part of it was because they wanted to, but another part was because of the chance to win cold, hard cash. There were multiple rewards built into this habit loop. Wendy Wood, a phenomenal author, in her book, Good Habits, Bad Habits, breaks down the process of developing a habit into three stages, context, Repetition, reward. The context is your trigger, but it also includes external factors like environment. Repetition, of course, is engaging in the behavior over and over within that similar context. And reward is whatever direct positive outcome you'll gain. But there's an important point that she makes in her book. This process is the same regardless of the habit itself. We do not build habits out of things that lead to immediate negative outcomes. In the book, she gives the example of smoking. Yes, addiction is a factor, but so is habit. The immediate reward people got back in the day when smoking got popular was the feeling of being cool or edgy, the way that the marketers wanted them to feel. In the long term, there would be negative effects, but because of the time between the action and the negative effect, it didn't change the ability to turn this behavior into a habit. If you smoked at work, you looked cool. Girls might even be into you. Context, behavior, repetition, and reward. 
So let's move to the second question. We now know the requirements for a habit to form, but what's going on in the brain during this process? Well, in his book, The Talent Code, Daniel Coyle discusses how skill is formed over time through the right repetition in the right environment. He travels the world looking at what he calls talent hotbeds and speaks to a number of scientists in order to figure out what's going on. This journey led to learning about myelin. You can think of myelin as insulation on a wire in the same way that you wrap a wire with insulation in order to speed up the transfer of data and also to protect the wire and people. The brain wraps its circuits with myelin in order to speed up the transfer of data. Every time you take an action in a similar context, you're reinforcing the circuitry in your brain that is responsible for that action. This allows the action to happen faster and with less chance for error. Now, unfortunately, you can also reinforce the wrong behaviors. The core of his book discusses the role this plays in talent, arguing that the greatest athletes and performers in the world stand out because they reinforce the right behaviors through a process of deliberate practice over long periods of time, and they had coaches who helped them identify and reinforce those correct behaviors. But the principle holds true when looking at the regular habits we may build. When a trigger happens in a certain context, we engage in a certain behavior. This reinforces that reaction, making it more automatic the next time. Do that over time for a long period of time and you find yourself with a habit that feels unbreakable. It feels like it was always part of you. Simple, right? So how can we use all of this to our advantage? Well, the first thing to remember is that it doesn't matter whether you're purposefully building a good habit or accidentally building a bad habit. The process is going to be the same. This means you need to be careful of how you respond to things. But assuming that we want to purposefully build a good habit, one that aligns with the goals we've set, then we simply need to look at the process and try to create those outcomes. We need a trigger of some kind and we need a similar context. This could be anything. Just pick something that you can repeat on a close to daily basis. This is why tools like habit stacking, the process of piling a new habit on top of an existing habit works. The existing habit already has a trigger and a context, and so you piggyback your new habit with that existing trigger. The next thing we need is to take the behavior and repeat it over time. This will allow us to reinforce the circuitry responsible for that behavior. You may not notice the difference each time you do it, but over long periods of time, you will be making the behavior more automatic and reinforcing it. And then finally, we need to engineer some kind of reward. This is why working out is so difficult to build as a habit when you first start. The immediate result of working out is pain. That's seen as a negative. So even though the long-term effects are definitely positive, it's hard to build an actual habit around it. For our purposes, your reward could be as simple as the good feeling you get. Or you could set up your own challenge and put money into a savings account for your own use every time you engage in behavior. Whatever works for you, but try to find some kind of positive experience to be tied to the behavior. So let's look back at the process we outlined earlier in this episode. Number one, you identify the change you want to create. Number two, you figure out the key behaviors that will drive that change. Number three, you turn that behavior into a habit. And number four, over time, the change occurs. The formula is still simple, but it's certainly not easy to consistently do. Your job is to use what I've outlined in this episode to make your life easier. Do that over time and change will come. 
Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I encourage you to check out Blinkist, today's sponsor. Just head over to Blinkist.com slash tiny leaps to start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership, or just click the link in the description of this episode. Thank you again. I've been Greg Clunas. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you are tuning in today. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.